Cool. <laughs> the whole podcast is just going to be. <laughs> and then I'm going to speed it up and it's just going to sound like we're really, you know, really appreciating ourselves. These fucking cunts. These yeah. guys, they just really ended themselves. Mm. Every it's 8 p.m. somewhere. A round of applause. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Pod Charles Cinecast, presented by the Prince Charles Cinema. Oh, let me start that over. Welcome to the Pod Charles Cinecast, <laughs> presented by the Prince Charles Cinema. Hey! hey, this is your host, Jonathan Foster. And with me today, oh my God, returning. Who is it? It's, <gasps> it's Ariana Nantaputri. My daughter. <laughs> And she forgot. Um, hey, yeah, she forgot. She Hello. forgot. And I also forgot. her I forget everything. Her little stepbrother adopted, twice removed. Um <laughs> yeah. like a may distant cousin that like yeah. may or may not may be or related. May not be Paul the alien. Through um, marriage. <laughs> Shut up. Related Paul. through marriage and not blood. Shut up, Paul. <laughs> not blood. Um, Shut up, Paul the alien. <laughs> and it's Phil. Hey. How's it going, Phil? Good. Yeah, all right. I mean, I can't. I feel like I'm being overshadowed here by an inflatable green <laughs> alien. And Aren't if not, all? and and if not a Saturday night, so I'm very confused. It's just another day of the Patrol Cinecast. Sorry, I'm just trying to screenshot this, and I'm finding it really hard to do. Yeah, cool. Because you there have a go. green alien in front of yeah, you. Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah. Uh, how how you doing, Ariane? You're back. You're back on the pod again. Oh my god. Hi. Main Hello. timeline. Hi. Yeah, main timeline. I'm good. I'm good. Um, work just got done, so I'm between projects, which is nice. I get a little bit of time to myself. Um, been mm-hmm. just reading and writing and baking bread and chilling with my family. Um, yeah, the video I directed is out now, and yeah. it's freaking me out sometimes because it's just like lots of people see it, and I was like, <laughs> this is crazy. It's really yeah, crazy, we talked, but I'm really we happy talked, that it's out. We mentioned it last week, didn't we? Yeah. Didn't we? Yeah. Good. I good. wanted to I wanted yeah, you to just, um expand upon it before we introduce yeah. our actual special, special yes. guest of the episode. Our, our special, the most special guest. <laughs> like, the best guest you could ever ask for. He's like shaking his head. No. It's like, no, <laughs> shut up. Don't do he, that. He'd uh, left. <laughs> he's left. <laughs> he's left the chat. He's left. No. Um so this thing I directed, it was uh, for Vice and Laurier, the brand that makes menstrual pads. And it was really cool because it was just like a little chat show about vaginas, which is a subject that I'm very well versed in. Um, and <laughs> so I wasn't Aren't wrong. I wasn't wrong last week when I was You were, yeah. Vaginas. Yeah, it was, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was, in, it was in, yeah, it was in Indonesian, um, which was cool because I'm so insecure about doing anything in my native language. Um and the host of the little game show was a kid, and she was awesome and like the closest person to my age on set. Um, so it was great. Sick. It was a good time. Yeah. Well, we're we're really proud of you and happy that's out there. Thanks, guys. Um, we'll shout the link out with this episode as well. I think we've already Thanks, shared it y'all. once, but we'll do it again. Screw it. Aw. And also, as yeah, I mentioned, sweet. we got a special, special, special guest today. Special guest. Returning back to the podcast, oh my god, it's Fireman Sam himself, Sam Elson. Hello. <laughs> Someone said vaginas, so I was, I was like, yeah, I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we don't that's have to how pay people get thing. me to go places. Yeah. 
Well, if you want to go back, you can go all the way back to episode seven. All the way back. All the way back. Yeah. Episode seven, back when me and Ariane were... We're in the same room. We're in the same room. <laughs> in the same country. In the same country. <laughs> um, we were talking about Beyond the Black Rainbow. And yes. uh, yeah, it's only fitting to have Sam back for another mind-expanding episode because this week is a week that was... Yeah, it's it's it contains a day that yesterday happened and now today we're recording but we can pretend it's still that same day and it should have its own week it's uh 420 yes 420 hey, happy holidays happy holidays everybody it's 420 there you go it's yeah much yeah it's 420 the whole month and also it's psychedelic uh christmas on 419 as well do you know about that 419 yes 419 just go ahead let us know albert hoffman Discovered LSD on the uh, on the nineteenth of April in nineteen forty three. Okay, uh, marking okay. that day forever. Ah, uh, yeah. Okay, I did see you post something about really? this. Yeah. <laughs> that's quiet. That's yeah. quite a week. You have to. <laughs> yeah. Do, yeah. Yeah. It's quite a week. Yeah. Exactly. Cocaine was invented on the twenty first. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's Ramadan on the twenty fourth. So get that all out of your system. Um, exactly. Right. <laughs> Before I get into asking sam about how he's actually doing sam can you enlighten me on what the hell 420 is um what a dad question what is, is 420 a- <laughs> what is this thing i've heard many rumors throughout the years of what 420 is including uh but not limited to that it was bob marley's birthday which is not true at all it's not true but there's a lot of rumors about it what where did this wacky, crazy holiday come wacky from? Wacky holiday. <laughs> to be honest, I have no idea where it actually came from. Um, I think it, it has something to do with the, maybe the bill in America. I'm not entirely sure where it came from. Um, I have to look that up. But I know it is a national weed day. I guess weed legalization day, a kind of uh, a day where we can all celebrate together. Um, you know, the West has Christmas. Um, all other religions have have their day, and um, and the stoners needed a yeah. day too. And so, <laughs> so four twenty. I I don't know. Where, do you know? Do you actually know when the? Yeah, I do. I do know the origins. So one of the actual proposed origin that uh, that actually is the most backed up and reputable is back in 1971. There was a group of five high school students in San Rafael, California, oh, of course, who used the term 420 in connection to a plan to search for an abandoned cannabis crop uh, based on a treasure map. Um, they called themselves the Waldos because they typically hung out on a wall outside of their high school and they would meet up and just smoke at that time. They were hanging out next to a statue of Louis Pasteur as well, which is pretty funny. So they would call it 420 Louis and eventually that just turned to 420. Uh, one of the guys ended up becoming a his name was dave reddix he became a uh roadie for phil lesh of the grateful dead and the grateful dead is who popularized it because basically they were hanging out with this waldo and uh i guess he sort of introduced them to the whole 420 thing and then that's how it just blew up to such a big thing now celebrator across the world including hyde park here in london that's beautiful and of course, a, a nice a nice link there to the psychedelic Christmas is the Grateful Dead, who who are one of the biggest pushers of LSD. Yeah. Um, <laughs> known to man, they had their own chemist. Yeah, they were really big proponents of the acid test days. Um, exactly. Yeah. 
There you go, a full psychedelic circle. Wait, they were called the Waldos, and they were looking the Waldos, for something yeah. using a treasure map. I thought they were named after, like, Where's Waldo? Because Where's that's, Waldo? like, the, the <laughs> <Yeah>. obvious <laughs> connection. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Good shout. I knew, uh, I only knew that uh, a bit of history, the, the, the great book, I'll shout it out if anyone's interested. The graphic novel by Box Brown called Cannabis and American History. Mm. Um, I think Sam has seen me reading it at work. Um, and he goes into that a little bit, uh, how, but very just, it's a throwaway gag about 420. Like it started with a bunch of high school kids and eventually made its way to Grateful Dead and it's been there ever since. Mm. It seems to like be referenced loosely in a lot of those 60s, 70s music. Like I was listening to. Deja Vu yesterday, uh, the Crosby, Still, Nash mm-hmm. Young album, yeah. and they got the great song on it called 420. Nice. Mm. Yeah, I mean, they would have been hanging out with all those guys back in the day. Well, before we get into the more wackiness and stuff about 420 and all that sort of stuff, um, Sam, how have you been? It's been a while since we've had your own. I see you probably once a week, but <laughs> we don't really get to chat, so we it's don't. nice to have you on the podcast yeah, we don't. properly. So. We don't. Yeah, don't worry. I, I mean, we just get chatted at most yeah. of the time. I used to see Sam every Tuesday, and now I don't. <laughs> so, Sam, how have yeah. you been? How have you been spending your quarantine? Yeah, I'm okay. I'm, you know, each day is a different challenge. Um, I think some days are better than others, and I'm just trying to stay sane. Um, trying to get things done that you can get done in these times. Obviously, it's like I'm quite lucky because because i'm writing a lot so um so that's good i can be very productive and get my introverted kick um yeah and just i guess just like a lot of people um kind of struggle through it go for my government sanctioned walk and um (laughs) and try and enjoy myself as much as possible i guess yeah that's good how are you guys yeah, Same. man. All right. All right. Same I mean, I guess I get art. to spout what kind of shit I'm up to every week. Yeah. So um. <laughs> Yeah, I mean I listen I listen to the podcast, so I know, I already know kind of how you're doing. John, <laughs> no, John tweets everything he does. How was well. your last week? So like I was just <laughs> hey, go on my time. I didn't tweet all day you know, yesterday because yeah. I didn't I'm so didn't proud of you, anything. by the way. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> I'm not so on sick. Twitter, so I don't see That's, any of yeah. this. Yeah. I have seen you working out though and getting sweaty, which is nice. <laughs> yeah. Jason Hashtag Momoa, who? Yeah. Who? Yeah. Come on, what, Jason? What? Come oh, on, come what? On, come on, go on, step. Go on, step, Jason. Step. Uh, yeah, yeah, you know, Sam, I wanted to bring that up because you mentioned something about um, workout videos on YouTube. Yeah. So what do you oh been doing? Yeah, I did a couple of I, I did a couple of hit videos. What's your what's your go to? My go to is fitness blender. So good. Yeah. So okay. good. They're really chill. Like they in if they mess up, they leave it in. They don't edit it. They don't scream. That's They're just really, really good. chill people. Yeah. It's that's like us. So nice. <laughs> we so just good. scream and leave it in. Um Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Funny that way. When we first started this Odyssey of working out via videos, uh Julia had found this thing called a has fit or something like that. And it was just like these two people. It has masters. No. <laughs> yeah <laughs> hazmat fit um they're just fitting hazmat suits and showing you which one fits better and what's better for your body type which fit uh, <laughs> if you want to fit in this hazmat suit you need to work out <laughs> lose some weight chubby that's so horrible uh, <laughs> or you won't survive no, they 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 were just like 
they they were too too fucking robotic. I don't know. They were just. And then I found Fitness Blender, and we've just been hooked on that since because they're just real people. Nice. I don't know. I've been doing the Chloe Ting challenge for the last two weeks, and I restarted it for another two weeks to see if I can survive. And it's been kicking my ass, but I feel great. What's that? It's it's um this girl on YouTube also. Her name's Chloe Ting, and she has like um she has like a free like workout schedule thing, and it's like a two week challenge. And I did it two weeks ago with well starting two weeks ago with one of my friends and we have like different time zones so we all we we just like update each other being like i did it today or i didn't do it today (laughs) but so i'm restarting it like i restarted it yesterday because i want to exercise more because now we have that's good i think this working out in quarantine is probably like the best thing we can do like i'm so grateful for the time i have just to try to get better you know physically get ripped <laughs> get ripped yeah. stay ripped yeah, get ripped get stay ripped, ripped kick jason momoa's ass give, like it's, yeah, yeah give him a run for his money <laughs> like aquaman who bitch so, come on <laughs> but sam since the last time you were on your job roles expanded beyond just fireman sam and training manager you're also now the personnel manager of the cinema damn um, and you're being tasked with the very important role of uh keeping in touch with all the staff and making sure people are all good spirits. Um, I just wanted to ask you how that's been going. If you want to divulge anything for the listeners out there, Prince Charles cinema update. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's good. It's all good. Like I, I enjoy the role a lot. It, 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 um, it gives me a lot. I get a lot from kind of keeping in touch with people and understanding like what makes people tick and you know and stuff like that i think a lot of our staff are actually they're they're very um like do i say this they look after themselves a lot like a lot a lot of us that you know that we're all like all good people all kind of strong strong people for the most part and um so everyone's doing well quite hard i think because i'm not so um let's say technically savvy um and i'm one of these people who may or may not have my phone on me um <laughs> that's so, true. You know, uh, yeah using using the the laptop and skype and you know getting accustomed to zoom and um and keeping my phone on me more <laughs> yeah. etc um also helps um but yeah everyone's good from what i can hear everyone's healthy which is the important thing and um you know we've been looked after um luckily so um so for the most part it's kind of just kind of just following guidelines and keeping positive and most people actually for the most part i just get a bunch of love from most people which is lovely you know they just that's good nice messages and good yeah, I mean, there's it's kind of hard to say there's anyone in the cinema who wouldn't be just great to have to deal with on a regular basis. There's such a lovely team there, but you're such a good person to be in that role, to be the person that reaches out yeah, and makes sure you know, people are doing all right. So, Bless you. Yeah. Too kind. <laughs> no, you're, you're really good. I like enjoyed your last episode so much last time you were on. It was really fun chatting to you. Yeah, just, we were like, there for your, ages. Like. Yeah, just your differencing of opinions on just yeah. how like the school system works and all that, and uh, your, your <laughs> oh, writing God. and all that. No, it was, really it was really good. good. It was really nice, eye-opening, like you know, important episode. So definitely go check that out. 
in the archives, episode seven, like I said earlier. But uh, yeah, Sam, it's good to have you back, man. Glad you're doing well. Thank you. Good to be back. And I've really enjoyed um, you guys' podcast over the last few weeks. It's been fantastic. I hope it continues this way. And I apologize for the slight drop in intellectual discussion. (laughs) It's not going to be like it was for Beyond the Black Rainbow. But hey, we can get political (laughs) if you want. Um, Oh, we could definitely get a different way, I guess. Especially with like this subject matter, like it's it's (laughs) yeah, yeah. Legalize it, and I will advertise it. (laughs) (laughs) Me getting angry about mass incarceration already. Oh, (laughs) come on. Let's just do a quick little cinema update. Um, obviously, the lockdown's been extended for another three weeks. So we're still working our way through all these canceled shows. And Paul, shout out Paul. And, shout uh, out Paul. The real one. Not, not this guy. Yeah, Paul. Paul Vickery, uh, the OG. <laughs> but yeah, Paul's working super hard on rescheduling all these things. Um, but, you know, we're still trying to keep some fun things going to keep everyone entertained, including ourselves. For instance, this uh, podcast, obviously. Um, but yeah, today just went out in the email and I just saw it pop into my inbox right when we hit record. So in today's email, if you go to the French Charles Cinema mailing list, get on that shit. I'm going to check the it email. Uh, It's the <laughs> Super Oscar Showdown bracket. So we're doing this uh, thing where we've picked yes. 32 of the highest Ooh. rated best picture winners of all time across each decade of Oscar history. And across the next five weeks, each of these films will face off against each other in an epic bracket to see who reigns as super Oscar. <laughs> nice. Not Green Book. Sorry. Green Book's not on there. Yes, I love you guys. I said some of the best rated. <laughs> some of the best rated. Yeah, so we took like top three from each decade. Wings got in automatically just because it was like from the first one in the 20s, like 1929. So we just said, hey, get in. But yeah, the nice. rest of the decades it was like top three, and then a few extra from really big, like seventy. The seventies had like four, so because there's just ridiculous amount of films in there. But yeah, so it's really cool. Go check that out. Um, keep an eye on our uh, social media channels and stuff. Uh, there's a Google form link to cast your votes. And it'll be going on for the next five weeks. So yeah, pick your favorite Oscar film. I've just seen, and it's this is already controversial. <laughs> <laughs> this is you know we haven't even started. you got parasite versus gladiator which is which is that, like how that hurts me how, personally yeah okay you want to know how, how this do works? you even compete this, these this works because parasite actually seeded number one because of the, we we went through we seeded all the films mm-hmm. that we picked and this is so professional this was I all love this. this was all based on ratings and uh we we did rankings based on um three or f- th- like our own views like of the ones we picked plus ratings via IMDb and Rotten Tomatoes. And it was just like, it worked out that way that the lowest ranked film was Gladiator and the highest ranked film was Parasite. <laughs> uh, it's probably just because it's recent that Parasite Gladiator. got number one and Moonlight got number two. So it's pretty interesting. Um, yeah, yeah, it's a really interesting bracket system. But yeah, I'm looking forward to see who ends up winning. Moonlight was an insane. I mean, it's going to be Return of the King and it really shouldn't. <laughs> I don't know, man. Godfather's in there. Godfather's got a good. Yeah, no, I, I, I'd, I'd probably root for Godfather in that bracket. But there's a lot of good films on 
Yeah. Really difficult. <laughs> <That> is, <laughs> the King, highest um receipt like one of the highest Oscar winners, right? Yeah. yeah. Things happen. It's pretty hardcore bracket. Godfather yeah. Part Two is against one flew over the cuckoo's nest. Yeah. First round. There's some tough, <laughs> tough stuff, yeah. man. Damn. But it's it's just the way it's it came out. I'm sorry, goes. guys. <laughs> it's just the way the cookie crumbles. It is what it's it is. It's crumbles. what it is. It's what it is. Yeah. It's what it is. Another thing we've been doing weekly in our emails is asking people these cool questions, and we've been reading out some of the answers on the podcast. Uh, because of the day that we've been recording, we're recording a day earlier, I don't have any of the answers, but I'll let you guys answer, <laughs> and I'll, I'll reach out to people and see if they want to answer. But the question this week is, what film is your biggest guilty pleasure? Everybody knows my answer to this. Everybody knows my answer Show, to this. Showgirls. <laughs> Showgirls. Yeah, you have a few. Oh, that's true. Yeah. I have a few. It's, yeah. it's Showgirls. It's Fast and Furious. Uh, Hobbs and Shaw specifically. Um, what else? Oh, wait. I had a poster somewhere. Jesus. Oh, and actually Under the Silver Lake. Because yeah. not a lot of people okay. that, like that movie, but I like I, it's grown on me. Yeah. Now people are jumping on it yeah. and I would like, you know, researching stoner movie. And that's not a lot that of is, people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. I imagine it's it a pretty good yeah. watch. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sam, how about you off the top of your head? Although I know you did submit like you did actually submit these answers. <laughs> I d- I didn't read them because I couldn't get them, but uh <laughs> But yeah, do you if no, you remember? I, but yeah, um, I vaguely remember. I'm see. This is the thing. I'm I'm terrible. I, I don't feel guilt. Yeah, awesome. Uh, I'm, awesome. I'm, I'm kind of um, the same. But but I I do understand the premise and therefore <laughs> the game. Um, it I guess like Top Gun. Nice. Yeah. Is a uh, is a guilty right. pleasure uh, because I can understand all of the criticisms. I understand all of the. You know, I'm a self-confessed um, conspiracy lover, so I understand it's a drive to get people in, you know, and I understand all that background in Hollywood, but I love it. I think it's one of the best action movies. I love Tom Cruise, yeah. the Mission Impossible, <laughs> all of those all of those films that you shouldn't like, Fast and Furious, all of those action love films that, that shouldn't really be um, liked. I love, I love bad film yeah i remember when mission impossible fallout came out and the first like the first thing i said to you when i came into work i was like no no i just saw it it was incredible i was like wasn't it and we just talked about it for like 30 <laughs> minutes into my shift that was it was great the mission impossible it was, films amazing. Amazing. It was amazing it was incredible yeah. it's so good it's so and the good. new one is so mind-bendingly like it's gone so far yeah hilarious yeah. Like yeah. it, it knows what it's doing. It knows what it is. And yeah. It knows what it's trying to do. Yeah. When Tom Cruise oh, talks French <laughs> to that lady. My, yes, that of scene? course. Yeah. How could I forget? <laughs> it's so good. Oh, it's so good. He does his own stunts, man. Yeah. And speaks his own foreign languages. <laughs> Scientology. Phil, how about you? Any guilty pleasures? Um, I don't know. I'm I'm kind of like Sam. I don't really believe in guilty pleasure. Yeah. You like something, you like it, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. That's kind of hard, though. I feel like I have a lot because, again, I understand mm-hmm. the basic premise. Uh, I don't know. I like a lot of those cheesy action movies from the 80s. Yeah. You know, any, like, anything with like Schwarzenegger and Stallone or Van Damme, I'm, I'm into that. Um, I mean, recently, Bubble Boy's come Hell up yeah. quite a bit. Hell <laughs> yeah. Bubble Boy's great. 
Yeah. Oh my god! And I, I really like that I movie. Adore Bubble That's Boy. an appropriate answer. One, I don't know if it's a guilty pleasure, but the one in most recent memory was the Lone Ranger. Oh yeah, with, with uh, Johnny because, Depp. Which version? Because there's like, a lot. Really, that oh, okay. one, the Johnny Depp I, Army Hammer one. I I fucking really like that movie. I think it's <laughs> a really like classic sort of action movie. You don't get anymore, but yeah. I totally get it. Kind of racist. Really long. It's tonally all over the place. All over the place. But I don't. I don't know. Yeah. It like yeah. I just I I can sit down. I can watch. It, I really enjoy mm. it. <laughs> nice. Uh, I I'm I kind know. of the same as you guys though. Like where I, I don't know. I don't really like the word guilty pleasure. Also because I feel like people use it wrong. Like I feel yeah. like um, for guilty pleasure, I feel like it has to be just genuinely seen as bad all all across, and like um, that mm. like it, there's not really much redeeming qualities to it. Yeah. And like even some of the films you guys have named, I'm just like, well, they're not like they're bad. Not bad. Films, like, <laughs> they're great. Like so that's yeah, where yeah. so I had to dig really deep into like my mind of bullshit films that I know are just <laughs> genuinely bad, and I know they're bad, and I shouldn't like them, but I do. Things like Joe Dirt. Mm. Oh my god, I fucking <laughs> love it. It's that's so bad. Joe but Dirt, I love that's it. M Night Shyamalan's yeah. got like a treasure trove of bad films that I shouldn't like, but I do like them. Uh, for instance, like Unbreakable, but that's like probably his that's one of his better. Movie. It's not that yeah. bad. But Signs, Signs, Signs. I love yeah. horrible, but I love it. Fantastic. Um, I love Signs. Mannequin from the eighties. Amazing. That's a good one. That never been soundtrack. Yeah, never been kissed. Um, Great. Because, yeah. you know, I like my stupid rom-coms. Never Been Kissed. Uh, uh, 50 First Dates is great. Uh, and 13 Going On 30. 13 Going On 30 is the one. Like, I'm not even guilty about it. Like, it's yeah. so good. It's, it's like <laughs> top it's own, tier. I'm watching it. It's great. Top tier Mark Ruffalo. I mean, role, yeah. Like, like, out of this world. And like Adam Sandler, it's a whole That's other a whole thing. other <laughs> yeah, conversation. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like, like like Little Nicky, that's one. Little Nicky, Click. Yeah. It's that bad movie. Click is a huge click. guilty pleasure of mine. It's such a banger. Yeah. Everybody was like, oh my God, you like Click? <laughs> They're like, all it's great. <laughs> Bedtime stories. Amazing, click has that amazing thing though where Adam Sandler does that bullshit where he just like, you know, pulls out, he, he's like a horrible person throughout the whole yeah. film and then he pulls out that one little like, oh, it's I'm a very a sad person. moment that I'm going to try to make you cry too and it's just like, shut up, Adam Sandler. <laughs> Never shut that up, shit Adam works, <laughs> That shit works. That shit works. That shit works. That's one of those films and Adam Sandler's one of those guys where, where you, you kind of secondhand find out that you should feel guilty you know where i'm like i love i, was like, I, love, <laughs> I love these yeah. films and someone's love like to see it. oh really like it's so not funny and he's so not cool and i'm like that's oh, the thing about oh, like cool. the term guilty pleasure the way people use it as like a sort of moral or intellectual high ground that they can be like oh my god you're like so dumb for liking that movie and i'm like grow yeah. up <laughs> it's a movie please grow up like <laughs> yeah it's ridiculous yeah. just let me like adam sandler movies <laughs> I want to know what your guilty pleasures are, listeners. So hit us up at podcast at princestrawcinema.com or via Twitter at the PCC podcast. Or Instagram. Or you can can hit us at Instagram at the PCC podcast or you can send your emails at that hello at princestrawcinema.com new little email that we got. Hello. 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 All right, let's just get into it. Sam, 
Just prior to this lockdown, you had a whole season of mind-bending films planned at the cinema. This thing called Heroic Dose. Um, and unfortunately, it was just at the time when the lockdown started and it all got kind of canceled. So Sam, can you tell us a little bit about Heroic Dose? And uh, just a heads up, listeners out there, this is going to be an awesome season and it will get rebooked very soon. Paul is working on it. Shout out, Paul. Shout out, Paul. Uh, but yeah, Sam, take it away. Uh, yeah, so yeah, thank you to Paul who actually sent me a screenshot of the new like penciled in schedule. So it was very nice to see, have a like, light at the end of the tunnel to see like, okay, it's coming back and um, and there's something I can put in my diary to look forward to at the end of summer, hopefully when we're all back open. Um, yeah, Heroic Dose was a season celebrating heroes that are dosed. And um, you can make of that what you will. Obviously, the term was made famous by Terence McKenna. I I won't go into it too much for um, time reasons, but it's um, it's just celebrating heroes that I that are dosed. Many people are calling these few years a psychedelic revolution or the the next kind of psychedelic wave. And I wanted to kind of be a part of that to celebrate that. There's a lot of documentaries coming out, Fantastic Fungi, Dosed, and just a general movement uh, across the globe to kind of re-investigate um, these kind of chemicals, I guess you call them, um, these medicines and how to use them in psychology and psychoanalysis and in treatments for various um, different types of trauma and depression, et cetera, and stuff like that. Obviously, Silicon Valley have been microdosing for about a decade and it's working out pretty well for them. So I guess that's kind of what, <laughs> what isn't working a lot out of this into here. <laughs> yeah. So, um, and I mean, psychedelics have been around that, that whole kind of Silicon Valley movement for many decades now so um i think having it all kicking off over there in, in lovely sunny california has helped um a lot of people across the globe although of course we still live um in the past in england and um unfortunately our government doesn't listen to science or the kind of um the new research that's coming out. Anyway, I'm getting way too political and completely <laughs> off topic. You asked me about the season. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, so I had a, it was about, f- it was five films and they were running over every couple of weeks and they will be back. And those films are Performance um, with Mick Jagger, mm-hmm. a great film. If anyone hasn't seen it from late 60s, um a kind of weird gangster film that then turns into a kind of commune psychedelic um, film. Very good. Uh, Easy Rider. Nice. Um, Dennis Hopper's film, which was, yeah, amazing. Um, kind of grasping the um, the movement of the time in the late 60s. And then we have Embrace of the Serpent. Poster on your wall there. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> nice which is behind me, which is a a house favorite of ours, um, and kind of perfect for this um, season as it kind of documents the origin stories of a certain type of um, psychedelic plant, 
a great film if anyone hasn't seen it go and watch it um and then we have a we had a couple on 420 um which was fear and loathing in las vegas and pineapple express yeah nice one just to celebrate that day in true um heroic dose fashion in the name of the father the son and the holy seth rogan so you know (laughs) exactly rolling cross joints there was about 10 films that couldn't make the um, shortlist for various reasons. But um, <laughs> all of these have a hero which gets dosed and have, like say a particular thing about um, psychedelics and or substance use. And so, yeah, nice. I won't go through the list that didn't make it. <laughs> well, maybe some of them will appear a little later mm-hmm. um, in another list. Uh, but yeah. One of the big things we were going to talk about today, though, was one of those films that's going to be in that season is uh, Pineapple Express. Oh, yeah. I want to meet your parents. I just can't. I have a job. I just know they'll like you. That's all. You're great. And you're sexy. I just want them to see that. You want them to see that I'm sexy? Who's that? Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god! Who is it? Hey, Sam, let me in, let me in. Come on up. I witnessed a murder. What? I saw you. Did they follow you here? Let's get out of here. Get the snacks, food, fruit roll-ups. We are going to hunt these guys down. Dale, Saul, we're going to kill them all. This is so exciting. Whoa, whoa, come on. No. I think we should stay. Why? Because I'm in the dumpster already. I fly like people get high like planes. If you catch me at the border. Me too. That's why I'm here. Are you high? What? No, I'm not high. You are high as a kite. Thug life. Angie, I'm calling because I love you. I'll do anything to make it work. I want to marry you. Oh, I made a mistake. Dell, a pot smoking process server, and his drug dealer soul must run for the lives after Dell witnesses a corrupt cop and a drug lord commit a murder. And he is spotted speeding away from the scene, leaving behind a rare strain of marijuana called Pineapple Express. You know, like the name of the movie, man. <laughs> it's that Leonardo <laughs> DiCaprio meme where he's like pointing at the TV. <laughs> <laughs> he got it. Uh, it's the 2008 <laughs> comedy classic from director David Gordon Green. Uh, he, it's produced and some of the stories developed by Judd Apatow and Pete Apatow. Pete Apatow. And. The screenplay was written by Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg. The Dream Team. Uh, yeah, Sam, why did you put Pineapple Express in this uh, in this season? I mean, I I mean, obviously it's awesome. But like, <laughs> obviously it's awesome. <laughs> uh, well, it was because a lot of the, um, the the build up of the films was quite psychedelic based, and then we got to four twenty, and then I wanted to have what was my favorite um, stoner film, modern 
Turkish stoner film on um, on 420 as a, as a kind of final celebration of the of the um, season, and it's a great kind of fun film with yeah, which touches upon a bunch of subjects and um, and it's just fun, really. So much fun. Yeah, yeah, it's super fun. Um, I hadn't seen it like all the way through since like probably it came out um until the other night because i remember i tried watching it a few years ago with julia and i think she was just really tired and start falling asleep so i figured she hated it and we just never watched it again and then uh we watched it the other night and it was just like so great seeing it again and she actually was just really invested into it and was having a good time with it so it was pretty fun um but it was really nice to watch it again because like i mentioned you have a witness dale uh played by seth rogan who witnesses this crime and it's very much like a good hilarious follow-up to body double last week like yeah. just yeah, thinking yeah. about a witness film you know like so it was really nice to see that it's like keeping a good uh a strand yeah. of witness films going follow yeah. witnessing on, on instagram <laughs> yeah at when at when shout out shout yeah there we go there we go see 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 yeah. see it's see, all coming see, together it's all it's all, it's all, it's all, all coming together guys man. oh man it's well <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh Ariane or Phil, do you guys have any like memories of this film and and all that and your t- hot takes? Hot takes. Pineapple Express might be my most watched movie. Oh my really? god, really? I have seen it so many times. I nice. love it to pieces. Do you quote it? Me and my brother used to. I could quote it line for line. Sick. Like I almost did it while John was doing the synopsis. <laughs> but I don't want to jump in just yet. Um, but. It's just, it's great. It was one of those we had on DVD. I don't, I was too young to see it. Same, for sure. Uh, that's 2008, yeah. I believe. Yeah. So I, however old I was, I wasn't old enough. But um, my brother got it on DVD and I liked a bunch of Seth Rogen movies. And it's just one of those, like when we didn't have anything to watch, we'd watch Pineapple Express. It'd be like that, Super Bad, or Three Megan again. As, <laughs> like yeah. just those movies on repeat. Nice. And I think it's great. And we watched it, so yesterday was 420 and we celebrated in classic fashion and we watched pineapple express and it had been a while and but it was just so much better than i remember every time it's just it's a great comedy it's a great stoner movie the great action it's a movie, great action yeah. movie. It's a great yeah. thriller like that's my favorite bit about it is that it's a stoner movie that slowly stumbled into an action which is movie what most stoners do does. yeah exactly <laughs> and then it like they recreate all the set pieces while subverting a lot of the cliche of not only the genre, but just of movies in general. Like they, you have a lot of arcs go the way you think, and then they just twist it right at the end where it's like, they get ready, they get all the guns, they make it to the barn and Danny McBride's like, you know what? Fuck this. No, like, you oh, know, Danny like, I don't want to do this. My what wife's about to get out of jail. Danny oh no, no, that's, like, um, that um, what's like, his name? Good. Mike Corrigan, Mark Corrigan. Why don't you just say who you're talking about? You're talking about me, aren't you? Well, yes. All right, I am. Well, listen, I, I'm sorry if I didn't do it right, and I'm sorry if you assume that I eat red meat and don't necessarily think money or Tony Blair are a bad thing, but if there isn't room here for people who stand against everything you believe in, then what sort of a hippie free-for-all is this? Oh, Kevin Corrigan. Kevin Corrigan, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah he, Kevin Corrigan. But everyone's yeah. great. Those two are great. And it has, Craig Robinson it has genius is Craig Robinson, incredible yeah. in this. Exactly. Oh, I love him. But it has the genius stroke and yeah. the, the twist. It, the, you know, it should have been Rogan at the dealer and James Franco at the straight guy. 
but then they flip it and that's yeah. what makes it. Makes it. James <laughs> Franco is so fucking good, so sweet. And it's just really fun. Mm-hmm. It's the perfect blend of like, it's a movie about stoners and it's a great movie to watch when you're stoned. It's good. So yeah. I think. Yeah. I think that's, that's the way. I think I first saw uh, Pineapple Express. I saw it really late. I think I saw it in high school. It was one of those things where like I was too in my head about comedies and then I was like, oh shit, I really have to watch this. And then I loved it. But then I've been watching it once a year ever since, but never, this was the first year I watched it actually on 420. I remember seeing it last year in March, very specifically. I was <laughs> high out of my mind. Um, I don't remember whose house I was at, but I was watching it. <laughs> and it's just, it's a really nice story about friendship, I think. Um, especially like I think that's the thing that um, James Franco and Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg do really well is that they have this sort of wholesomeness about male friendships that only I think they can get away with because I don't think anybody really wants to do that Um, even though a lot of like best friendy kind of films are to do with like um, two cis males just being like oh my god I love you man Um, but it's no it's really great it's really sweet Um, I think Danny McBride sort of tagging in being like can we all just be best friends can we just i'm sorry i'm sorry Reggie. Yeah. i'm sorry i'm sorry <laughs> um and he gets shot so many times there's so many gags and yeah. rosie perez is great like there's so many layers of just like yeah it's very wrong place wrong time um like you want to root for these guys we were also like you're dumb stop smoking and you can <laughs> think for a sec yeah. um and then yeah. they sort of get around, around the amber heard is great in this her whole family was incredible yeah. was insane um what I, I wrote down a note earlier being like there's like um so yeah kevin corgan's in it and ken jong is in it as well so that was like a nice little community like yeah like nice little community uh link for me because i've been rewatching it yeah ken jong kevin corgan and kim jong yeah yeah and there's just a lot okay. of like I th- it's I love it when um Danny McBride is like, Yeah, sure, bromosexual. And I was like, God, that's yeah. so good. That's so <laughs> oh man. I used to use this gun when I was a prostitute. <laughs> I shave my pits because it makes me aerodynamic when I fight. <laughs> oh, he's everything. Oh, I love him. You know, we could keep yeah. going like that, yeah. Couple other guys you guys are leaving out though. There's office office spaces. Gary Cole is the big bad guy, Ted Jones. Yeah, he's great. Smile. And then we also, unfortunately, do not have nearly enough of Bill Hader, who makes the beginning of the movie so fucking wonderful. <laughs> uh, that's the only bit. I, I get it tied off the end. That's the only bit of the movie I'm not big on. Really? I, I love it. Yeah, because... I'm just waiting for Yeah, I'm waiting for it to be over. I get it, and it's yeah, cool, opening? but I'm just like, just yeah, the, the whole black and white opening with like, like an area. I really love it. Yeah, yeah. And he's trying so weed. Funny. I get it. Could they get to do the history and politics? I don't know. It doesn't yeah. do much for me. Because it doesn't go anywhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. I, I mean, they like Bill. There, I love it. But that's the yeah. fit. Yeah, I, I love like it because Hader, Bill Hader is hilarious, but then also it reminds me a lot of like this shit um, is awesome. A Lemmy, like from Lemmy's show, like there's this yeah. good thing he <laughs> it's has. It's like a Lemmy sketch. Yeah, he's got this sketch <laughs> where there's a guy who's trying all these drugs, and it's like on a TV show, and it's in black and white and stuff. And every epi- every episode, he has to be sedated because he gets really fucking crazy. <laughs> it's so fucking funny, uh, but yeah. Uh, the inspiration from the making of Pineapple Express, though, according to producer Judd Apatow, was Brad Pitt's character in True Romance. He's a stoner <laughs> nice. named Floyd, and Apatow thought it would be funny yeah. to make a movie about um, hit like a guy that you would follow, like this sort of character, out of his apartment and see him get chased by bad guys. 
because Floyd just sits on the couch the entire movie. And <laughs> yeah, get some beer and some cleaning product. <laughs> <laughs> We talked a lot about the cast and stuff, but apparently Brian Cranston mm-hmm. was, uh, he read for the role of Ted Jones, but apparently Judd Apatow. The drug kingpin yeah, himself. Yeah, he thought he wasn't evil or scary enough to convince him to really portray a drug dealer. Ironically, <laughs> okay, later heard. that year, okay, Walter White <laughs> would make his appearance on TV. <laughs> exactly. That's so strange. But then again, this was uh, Brian Cranston, you know, Malcolm in the Middle. Mm-hmm. You know, no one really... Post Malcolm, yeah, in the no middle one really Brian took him that serious, I guess. But yeah. Uh, yeah, and then he shaved his head and was like, "Fuck you guys!" And <laughs> everybody took him seriously. Oh wait, yeah. should I shave my head? Is that the secret? That way, oh my god, you should shave yeah, and then like right wear now. wear glasses and a hat. You should yeah. shave your head we'll right now, on the radio. live on the on the podcast. <laughs> yes, um, live I'll, on the podcast. I'll screen Just record this. <laughs> <laughs> we'll Twitch stream Phil shaving his head for the Patreon. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> If we make it to like number one on iTunes. Oh, fuck yeah. Oh, congratulations for the iTunes rankings, by the way. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's been doing all right. That's the last so few major. weeks has been pretty cool. Uh, I feel tight. like this is going to go to number one or 420. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just a bunch of stoners zoning out. Actually, you know what? If it, it, like, yeah. it will if, if Phil shaves his head. If it, it can will. possibly yeah. go to 420, I want this to just be at 420 this episode and stay at 420. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Number four. <laughs> Very appropriate. Uh, Very appropriate. Well, like you guys mentioned earlier, Seth Rogen originally wrote the part of Saul Silver for himself to play, but it wasn't until the table read that he realized that James Franco would be a hell of a lot funnier in the role. Um, some other funny things that Saul's grandmother, his booby, which Oh, I love her. It's was- daylight saving. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't uh, change the clock. Apparently, she wasn't in the original script, but that's something that James Franco actually came up with, suggesting that it'd be funny for his drug dealer character to have a booby. <laughs> yeah, that's so cute. I think that yeah. actually that actually makes him such a nice, yeah, and love like yeah, even more lovable. It it because there's that whole setup where he's he kind of lets on that he's only really doing this to to afford to pay for his bubby to stay in a home and like when, once he gets once bubby yeah. is gone he can nice. go and become a civil engineer <laughs> and i love that kind of backstory yeah he's like, really and he knows so much he's about done. architecture and he's just like dr- dropping all this stuff and i think that it makes it so so lovely because it it also adds that level of like love that you have for his character and then at the same time um, for Seth, Rog- Seth Rogen's uh, character, yeah, um, yeah, Dale, yeah. kind of he's, he's even more of an arsehole like because, mm. like he's he's an arsehole anyway. He's he's a kind of bad, he's a loser, dating a teenager guy. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah, and his and his job is a process, but it's so though, funny, which is weird because he's Safina's wild, he's going he's around high. serving people. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That's great. Stuff that I never they don't that. want. Yeah, that's the, yeah. the juxtaposition the, yeah the juxtaposition of him kind of being a dealer as well but like you know in a different way and doing a job which everyone kind of hates and um and then you've got soul who's who's you know providing stuff that everybody loves and yeah i just thought it was really nice because it sets that distance that between the two of them up Natasha. quite nicely in that first kind of yeah. sit yeah. down cross joint session that they have and yeah, and you kind of end up loving Saul, and then that makes kind of how um, how Dale Seth Rogen treats him even yeah. even worse because you're like, dude, like you're a bad guy, and then <laughs> yeah. well, that's, that's the thing he takes. He takes this guy for 
uh, you know, take advantage of this guy. Like everyone watching it, you're like, oh, I wish I had a dealer who was that cool. I would totally hang out with this yeah. guy. Yeah, I like, wish I was friends sweet. with my dealer. <laughs> exactly. You know? Like that, hasn't, you know, that's never the case. Oh, that's like not a thing. Yeah. No, I like I like that he's like. Also, Saul is really aware of that. You're like the only you're, you're like the only guy I sell to that I'm friends with. Because everybody, yeah, yeah, Yeah. every and he won't say it back, and everybody's relationship with him is very transactional. And you can see a persona for it, exactly. Yeah, and then Dale is this guy who clearly like has his own commitment issues to work out. Like, exactly, that was the hilarious part. Yeah, like when he's like on the phone with Amber Heard, and she was like, I love you, mama. And then she was like, I want to get married. And he was like, No, no. I made a mistake. You're not really. Yeah. I was like, really Are you ready me? For this. I'm not immature. You're immature. You're immature. Yeah. I'm, I'm not immature. You're immature. <laughs> I have had that fight. That's before. the best U turn like yeah. phone conversation yeah. I've ever completely. had. I love that it just like completely, completely ends there as well. There's no more. Exactly. Don't yeah. bring her No up. more. Yeah. Of, no like, love interest. No, I, yeah. Not the point. Yeah. Can I have the garagely room? <laughs> oh my <laughs> god. Garagely. Garagely. <laughs> There's a running joke yesterday that I only noticed yesterday in that Seth Rogen always yelled the thing that he's looking for. Like when he gets to the car, he's like, car! And he's like, door! Yeah. And he's like, you know, like, we need food, snack, fruit roll up. Like, it's just constant. Oh, what'd you say about <laughs> snacks? Snack time! Oh, snack time! Snack time! Snack time! snack time lockdown did you guys bring any quarantine snacks today i'm very proud of the snack i got i'm really proud of mine me snack too. too yes mine is the only thing I mine got. is apropos did, of this so episode. it's mine john did we get the same thing i hope so <laughs> one two three okay. we'll put it up one two three okay one two three go Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> oh my god, he got yeah. actual fruit roll-ups. And Munchie's genius. That fruit winders, uh, which fruit I'm assuming are the UK's version which of are fruit roll-up. British roll-ups. Yeah, um, yeah, they are. We'll, we'll find out. <laughs> I haven't had these ever. Minute. Munchies are the best, by the yeah. way, Phil. Munchies are great. Munchies. Yeah, I thought munchies would be very appropriate. Most clever. This is one Did of you my have to fight anybody cinema. in the supermarket for it? This is one of my classic cinema treats. Well thought for what do you guys have? Um, I have I have um, the bread that I baked yesterday with some olive oil oh. and some uh, salt and pepper. Look at you. So oh, that's you're yeah. proper. Oh, my God. It fell on my keyboard. That was awesome. Olive oil all over the keyboard. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's great. No, it's great. Uh, you know. I love it. You're, you're baked. Phil's got munchies. Yeah, I'm baked. Exactly. <laughs> what you got? I bought a flake. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Flakes are good, man. It's one of those kind of under-the-radar, under-the-radar classic uh, Cambries. For a second, you were being really quiet. I thought you were flaking out on us. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Nice one, John. Flakes were one of the only chocolates I could get in my school shop in, like, year six. So I have a very special affinity for them. Not just just for the 99, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I don't like that these are like we around. These are split into two to two streams. It's really weird. You have to just eat them two in one strips. go. <laughs> yeah, like it, like a Kit Kat. Because well, in America, yeah. in America, they're like just one big roll. You know, roll one big roll and you peel it off. Yeah, <laughs> the bullshit. Fuck these. 
fake fruit roll up. Yeah, tastes the same though, I guess. Whatever this garbage is. <laughs> Once again, England letting you down. Yeah. Too soon. Forever. Snack time, very important for a, a stony mo- stoner movie set. <laughs> snack, they are. Got a snack. Well, we were talking about Dell and his girlfriend. So in the original script, Angie was actually supposed to be an adult uh, and a strong, mature oh. businesswoman in sharp contrast to her slacker boyfriend. But they decided to rewrite Angie as a high school senior, apparently because they wanted to avoid unfair comparisons to Shaun of the Dead. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Very weird, but um, well, sure. Yeah. <laughs> why they? I don't know why they put her in high school. I mean, it is funny, I guess. But she could have been in college. Yeah, seriously. Like, but it had to be high school because no self yeah, like woman a, would be with him. <laughs> exactly. That's the whole point. Offensive yeah. for all my high school girls. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it's. I right. love that bit. It's the serious. argument you get in with the teacher. He's like, "I'm a teacher. You can't oh my talk god, to me like that." And he's like, "You fucking weird little prick, get away from me!" <laughs> it's like I'm gonna call the I lo- I'm gonna call the police liaison officer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that sends me every time. And yeah. then she shows up, yeah. and I'm like, "You're she's my favorite. Bad, You're better she than Mister Perez. I'm yeah. so sorry. She's, yeah. she's so good." Yeah, it's like it's a joint. It's a joint. I thought I decriminalized. That scene in general, though, when uh, when James Franco steals the car and. He's like, she was helping us. She was helping us. And, he, and then he has to kick out the fucking windshield. That bit's amazing. Yeah, that's great. I want, I want that to be one of our membership cards. Just that shot of the foot sticking out. <laughs> yeah, coming out. Yes. I love that bit at the end where he was like, it, I was like a wishbone. Yeah. <laughs> because he's like, and his so far apart. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Great. And it's a great a really car, lovely like, car yeah. chase as great well. Great car like, chase. Yeah. Full on car chase in the middle of this stoner film and it's done so well like hats off to every like the fight coordinator all the stunt guys because they it's like an action like it turns into an action movie like you said like the like the first fight they have as well yeah i think it's like, so they good. kind the of foreshadow it because it yeah yeah it's 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 a kind of stupid fight but it but it's obviously like well put together. He's punching really my well bum. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's punching his bum. I know yeah. you're my friend. I'm sorry, but you can't leave. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he's like, you like time out, time out, because he's crushing his nut. <laughs> and then, yeah, time exactly. <laughs> And the, yeah, and then and then at the end, obviously, he smashes his bong. And then spoiler alert: I don't know if anyone hasn't seen this. And then he throws his head through the wall, and he's like, "Did I go too far? <laughs> yeah, too much." When I first saw it, I remember thinking like, oh, Jesus, that's quite a, um, like it's, it was quite a violent scene. I wasn't expecting yeah. it. And then it just, from there, from then on, it just escalates and escalates. And then the next fight is obviously there's guns and it, like they're torturing him. And it, There are cars. Like that's, they're just, it's just, yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> By the end, it's literally a full on action scene. Yeah. And they're yeah. walking around like that plant or whatever, the barn. Oh my God. Like, the weed growing I love that. thing underneath it. And they'll keep when Saul just like, goes, oh. what's the irrigation on this? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, in my... like, they keep finding guns. Yeah, yeah. Like, and oh, cool. It's like, oh, man, <laughs> like a video game. Yeah. <laughs> and they're just shooting. And, and the way they shoot everyone. it, it's like, <laughs> they shoot it yeah. always at an angle. They're like total Mary Sue's, like when they, they just like, you know, stumble across a gun and then they automatically just know how to shoot it proficiently. <laughs> just like with like Seth yeah. Rogen, you know, he had that amazing slow motion jump on the yes. car. I wanted to talk about but that. Then, but then dude. it's like the work it's like such a shitty like uh fight. It's like really clumsy. Yeah. Yeah. Them just falling over each other. It's like it's a wrestling match. Really well. 
that it's yeah, really and, and that that jump. He does an elbow drop. Yeah, he does. And that jump. He does yeah, he literally an elbow. He literally does it. Yeah. That jump off of that balcony. Who does he look like? What that bit? Yeah. Um, with his he legs looks like an old Shawn Michaels. His legs. This is a question. His legs Phil. pushed back behind him and his arms out. A very like famous. Jimmy, a very famous like high Knuckle? flyer. Oh, like Rey Mysterio. Rey Mysterio. Nacho Libre. Yeah. The, oh, like I am going to like put Rey Mysterio. I'm going to superimpose him into that because <laughs> it, it's exactly like the way Rey Mysterio jumps. Like when Rey Mysterio started to like reduce yeah. his crazy style because he was getting injured a lot. He started doing these jumps that looks exactly like that with just arms out and legs tucked behind him. Like, Aah! so good. Maybe that's who Seth's, Seth's body double was. <laughs> yeah. Also, at one point, Gary Cole just goes, I hate you. I hate you. While yeah. he's like beating Seth Rollins up. So and I don't know why I Maybe. thought that was just so, yeah. it's so pathetic. These two guys yeah. are, are like, Gary Cole is God level pathetic. Like yeah. Ted, okay, he's murderous. Okay, we get it, we get yeah. it. But he 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 can't even seem to do. He can't even keep his temper under control long yeah. enough for any sort of consolidation of power. And I love that when Rosie Perez is just like, "You just made us look so weak." Yeah. <laughs> I love during like out. the big fight. Somebody screams, "The Asians!" And I was yeah. like, "That's me." <laughs> yeah, good God. And at one I love point, Rosie Ken Jeong in this film as well. I love She's Rosie, Rosie Perez. Perez. Yeah. Oh, like this cop, and yeah. Birds of Prey back to back. Great Rosie Perez. That's what film, I was though. thinking. I was like, she plays yeah. the same character. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she plays a cop. Apparently, <laughs> yeah. she went to David Gordon Green and got him to delete a lot of her scenes with her actually talking and her dialogue just to make her character a lot more mysterious as well. Mm. She's scarier that uh, way as well. By the end, yeah. you're like yeah. really freaking out. You think he, she's going to gun down James Franco, where she's like, your, your stupidity amazed me. <laughs> where he's just like, all oh. right, man, that's how it ends. Yeah. I'm ready. <laughs> that, that when he gets the gun, that scene is just beautiful. He just. <laughs> goes slow motion it just is i mean he it, it doesn't make any sense because like you've been saying some they know how to use guns but then yeah. Yeah. right at the end he he loses it he can't use the gun at all yeah it's like the recoil just pushing it. <laughs> that's when the shit really hits you know like whatever the pineapple express really hit them yeah and there was that one point where ken jong i think he has like that briefcase that's like a bomb and then it's like you yeah. killed my brother and then it was like oh, was it suck my balls twice and then he threw it. <laughs> or like two times yeah it makes and no then sense blows up. it makes zero sense and i wish they were in it more like yeah. like I, I like the like there's this huge conspiracy which often i get into whenever i'm in that sort of state like um, but these guys just stumble into it. They're not meant to be there at all. And I love how they paint Dale as this like really badass like hitman who, or who, who sent you. Yeah, like yeah, like a hitman. <laughs> it's so it's so stupid. Yeah. I love it so much. And th- and then he said something about the casino. Oh yeah, <laughs> the casino. <laughs> the the Asians own the, the casino. <laughs> yeah, they're Korean, by it's, the way. Yeah, they're, they're all Korean, <laughs> South Koreans. Yeah, it's a the really Asians. good conspiracy, like. Just oh man, just mind fuck when you're high, like getting all like oh shit, oh paranoia. Yeah, they do that several times. Like each character yeah. gets a bit where they're like it calms down, and then they smoke <laughs> a joint, and then they're like, wait, <laughs> maybe they can like triangulate the phone even when we're not on. <laughs> or if we like, oh the I love though that he keeps saying that, beautiful. and it's all it's all true. Triangulate like, everything. Yeah. Everything true. they that triangulated. Saying, that. Actually, Maybe actually we happened. could, you know, we could tie it to a to an animal, and it'll, you know, the squirrel will be in the tree, and they'll be like, "Oh, they're in the tree." <laughs> oh. <laughs> they can't catch an animal. They can't catch an animal. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> just that yeah that whole scene that and the way the way that kicks off and he's smoking on the car and he says oh how would they find us a uh, heat seeking missiles yeah. boxes <laughs> uh, <laughs> i just thought oh my god yeah and then they and then yeah as you say like they go for this weird like moment in the woods where they start freaking out and and because you would if you're just yeah. getting high in the in the middle yeah. of nowhere. Yeah, for sure. And then you, you take a nap for 18 hours. Yeah. And yeah. then... Oh, talk radio, in. man. Car just committed <laughs> talk suicide. radio. I love Dell's obsession with wanting to be a radio guy. Like, I love it. Yeah. Oh, my Absolutely. God. I love when he calls in and he was calling in about his girlfriend. <laughs> and the host is like, as long as it's consensual. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I think it is. Yeah. Uh, uh, as you would assume with a film like this, uh, a lot of people being high may or may not have been high during the actual making of the film i have no idea apparently james franco doesn't even smoke but seth rogan and evan goldberg Uh-oh. did make over 100 joints for this film including all the cross joints um i love a cross joint but there were a lot of injuries when this film was made <laughs> so while filming the scene in which saul is in the woods and he's running uh james franco became overzealous and actually ran into the tree causing him to get three <laughs> stitches in his head, which is why James Franco Classic is wearing Tommy. the bandana the whole film. Hey. Wow. When James Franco smashes the bong over Danny McBride's head, it was supposed to be fake, Ooh. a fake breakaway bong so that McBride could take the, you know, the Pratt stunt or whatever. And um, however, it was actually filled with some water. And when Franco smashed it on him, oh, McBride no. was like mildly hurt by it. <laughs> Uh, the fight scene oh, between Saul... It, God, it's all James Franco. Jesus. Um, anyway, the fight between him and Rosie Perez. Think about the injuries um, during the disaster artist. Yeah. I don't care. I'll do it. That fight between him and Carol uh, was improvised for the most part. But because of this, Franco was like really worried that he was going to injure Rosie Perez. So he would ask her permission before doing certain things in the fight. And then in the end, Perez actually did get hurt when uh, and got a bruise on her after Franco accidentally bit her too hard on the thigh. <laughs> but uh, oh, Perez didn't tell oh. him until after the filming was done, so he wouldn't feel bad about it. Oh. <laughs> she seems like she's a team player, like just really cool. <laughs> like, yeah, it's a lot go of it, through right? this bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> but what's your guys' favorite scenes in this film, like her favorite part of this film? Oh, I think we like talked about all of yeah. them at once. Yeah, but, it's difficult. Um, I'm going to have a little think. You guys go ahead. Do you know a character I really love is is Matheson. Like every oh single time he comes on he's screen, perfect. Yeah. it's it's it's, he it's t- magic. He, they just take it to a new level. And their like buddy, like side story is actually like really interesting. Yeah. Like every time I yeah. see them, I just want to know more about what's going on in their lives. Exactly. And yeah. I love because the, they have a lot of shit scene to between through. those two. Yeah. I want to go home. To have dinner with my wife. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love it. Dinner's gonna be cold, asshole. I was yeah. like, yes. <laughs> You ain't got enough time. Oh. Puts his hands into the food. Yeah. 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 And he and he kinda had to well, the subtext is that, you know, I mean like he always comments on like tall body and stuff and yeah. like you know because yeah. you sexy motherfucker it's like, uh, yes. like homoerotic subtext yeah, to the whole yeah. movie yeah. To everyone, like, yeah. like you know but oh like, yeah to, to the point you oh know, when they were trying James, to break out of their exactly um, where Jane Franco and Seth Rogen are trying to get out of their like cuff then they're basically fucking in that little 
like room, that interrogation room, <laughs> and even Craig Holmes walked then- in, and he's like, "You're fucking your own time. <laughs> we can hear everything time. you're saying." <laughs> yeah, it's very fucking annoying. I think my favorite bit is when, um, like, uh, if I cough twice, I'm in, like, I'll take the lead. If I cough once, you take the lead, and then they just keep coughing. <laughs> and then, what if I cough for real? I was like, no, that's literally. Sometimes me. I have to cough sometimes. <laughs> Yeah, I think I think my favorite bit. Um, just before I forget, I think it's the ending. Yeah, I, it's got one of my favorite endings in any movie where they're just sitting in a diner talking about the movie, <laughs> and they're bit, yeah. you know they're like, "Oh man, you guys got into a car chase. Yeah. That fight was cool, you know." And he's like, <laughs> yeah. um, "I'm losing a lot of blood." That yeah. sort of thing, and yeah. they're just my all, mommy's here. It Can she take so, me to the hospital? So cool and natural, and it's exactly what you guys what we do when we see a movie. Mm. We leave and we hang out. We talk with our friends about it. And I just it's something really nice and wholesome about it. Yeah. I, I think it's my favorite part. Yeah, it's a very wholesome film, Just despite the idea it being of it. quite yeah, despite it being quite violent and quite like mm-hmm. I don't know, I wouldn't say crass, but I'd say obviously not for general audiences yeah, yeah. to consume without cer- a certain kind of judgment. Um, but it's really, really wholesome underneath it all. Like it's just about these two dudes that are trying to figure out how they're both going to exist, considering the events that have happened to them or are happening to them. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, and I think they do come out sort of better people or at least better friends by the end of it, which mm. is really cute. So yeah. yeah, it's really sweet. But yeah, I just wanted to show some love for Danny McBride is red. Oh, shit. Just make sure you get those. I don't want to run them over in the vacuum cleaner and shoot my face off, okay? I'm sorry. Liggy. I absolutely love Danny McBride. Like, he's so fucking funny. Him and David Gordon Green, the director, have worked together on so many things. Like Eastbound and Down and Reisert's Stones and Halloween, yeah, and the Halloween. next the next two Halloween films that are coming out. Um, but yeah, yeah, Danny McBride as Red is so hilarious and uh, so good. Like I just love how he keeps dying and then he comes back. <laughs> you just think he's yeah. dead and he he's does not. not I'm gonna die now. <laughs> I'm gonna die now, probably. Yeah, fish tacos. <laughs> I read somewhere that he was supposed to die. Yeah, he was in, right yeah. when he gets shot, and then. Seth Rogen's just like, nah, your no. character isn't going anywhere. Yeah. Like, you're staying you in, the, me whole, in the, like, the whole thing. Yeah. So they just kept bringing him back to life every time you would think he's dead. Like, it, the, it's so good at the end, like when, <laughs> when the barns explode it and he comes out. <laughs> and then he's, he's like, you just think, oh, he's he's gone now. And I completely forgot that. And then he just comes waltzing out and you're like, oh my God, how is it's he like, still hey alive? There he goes. And then. Yeah, as they're like, you know, putting their hands together. Come on, let's just put our yeah, hands together on this. And then he just falls. loses consciousness. I was like, oh shit, yeah, just like, die. did he just die? <laughs> like, <So> no. Good. <laughs> I love that when he was like, he was like, you're losing a lot. Eat something. Eat something. You should eat something. <laughs> it's like I'm like a baby bird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Damon Bride's so, so good. Uh, one funny thing I remember when this film came out though was uh, MIA's Paper Planes was in the trailer. Uh, particularly in America, I don't oh, I know about you guys like here in the UK and stuff and wherever uh, when the film was coming out. But like it was such a big thing. And I remember that was like the thing I always put together with this film was paper planes blew the fuck up. But the funny thing is it didn't actually end up in the film or on the soundtrack. Mm. Um, basically, like they put it in the Red Bed trailer. A lot of people are like, that's the best use of MIA's paper planes like in any sort of form you know like for a trailer or anything like that and uh mia was like cool with it but 
she was just like, I don't know if I want it in the film, I think, like, um, because I think she would have more of a say-so of how they used it. So they got away with it mm-hmm. for the trailer. But they did end up getting a theme song from Huey Lewis in the news. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty cool. Um, Shout out, Patrick Bateman. One time. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Patrick Bateman on this podcast is making a resurgence, I guess. Um, that's that's regular. And, uh, and also just me uh, doing stupid trailers for the cinema. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's uh, fantastic. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah, they're really funny. I love <laughs> they them. Are, they that's are. My new favorite thing is trying to one up myself every Friday um, with a, another dumb membership trailer that I get to voiceover. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just getting getting through this. Uh, when marketing the film, they temporarily had a smoking billboard on Sunset Boulevard, uh, but they had to take it down because like people, it was on fire. Yeah, well, it was like I guess someone smoking or something. And, oh, um, okay, okay. It actually had real smoke, but they had to take it down because people kept thinking it was on fire. <laughs> uh, the fire department's like, no, it's just that damn billboard. Yeah. Stop it! Stop calling us. We have cats to rescue in trees. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> that was dumb. Made I'm sorry. One hundred and two point four million dollars off of a twenty-six million dollar budget, making one of the highest-grossing marijuana films of all time. Uh, I guess probably one of the biggest stoner comedies of all time and it was largely positively received and james franco was nominated for golden globe but that takes us to our wrap up here top five stoner slash mind-bending movies i wanted to know you guys as uh your faves so okay whoever wants to go could i go first because after this i gotta bounce yeah and i miss you guys and i adore you all endlessly um but i'm so sorry okay top five for tiny psychedelic e films, so my number one is Enter the Void because that really messed me up. Um, uh, the Beach Bum, um, Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, obviously um, that has to be in there. Um, Twenty Two Jump Street, just because there's like a really funny tripping like tripping scene in there that I love, and Wild at Heart. Nice, Good classic one. Lynch. Wild okay, so great. I'm a bounce. Yeah, I love cool. you guys. Thanks, Ari. See you soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye, Bye. Bye, Ari. Bye. Bye-bye. How about you boys? Philly, 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 Dilly? Um, let's let's have a look here. Um, I'm trying not to. Can I have... I wrote just all the ones I could think of, um, and I made a top five, and I just want... I don't want to, like, repeat any that we've already talked about. But I guess... I mean, number one, I think, would be Pineapple Express. Uh, Cheech and Chong, Up in Smoke. Yeah, classic. You and I, you and I are both, you know, in fancy dress. <laughs> both rocking the headband. Great. Uh, Jay and Silly Bob Strike Back, obviously. But you could put in sort of any, like I'd throw in Cloak for more at as well. Mm. Um, Inherent Vice. It's a good one. Um, again, to watch, don't or otherwise. And then. Last one, I'll say Smiley Face is a good one. <laughs> um, there's one scene in particular where the main character has like a monologue when she's stoned, which kind of makes it. Uh, yeah, the others are like what Sam said earlier, so Fear and Loathing, Easy Rider. Yeah. Um, Bill and Ted. Nice. And I know it's only really heavily implied that they're stoned. Um, Dude Went My Car. Um, and that's it, I think. Uh, Big Lebowski. Yeah. Why not? Yeah, you gotta go. Big All good choices. Yeah. How about you, Sammy? 
Um, oh, where to begin? Obviously, I had the five in my season, which are psychedelic, mind-bending films. I think there's there's a um, there's a little bit of a split here because I think that some films are good to watch under the influence, and some films kind of put you under the influence if you see what I mean. Yeah. So, like, mm-hmm. I would even put um, Pineapple Express in there, like if you. Watching Pineapple Express on 420 is a way better experience than watching Pineapple Express, you know, with the family or or whatever. Even yeah. even though I think some of these films hold up by themselves, um, there is definitely an element where, you know, some films, I think Cheech and Chong, you know, how high um, yes. these kind of films are better to watch under the influence um otherwise you can't like especially with cheech and chong like i've i've shown cheech and chong to some some uh kind of straighter edge friends and they're just like this is not funny this is not cool (laughs) and i'm like okay it only works you know in certain circumstances i guess so with that caveat um my top five now this is really hard for me this is this is like my these are my favorite types of Films, so it's really hard for me to leave stuff out. So I want to make some honorable mentions first too. Yeah. Enter the Good. Void, which has already been mentioned, but also Climax from from Gaspar No, um, which is a fantastic kind of how how a party goes wrong. Hey, that would be terrible to watch under the influence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. So these these are more like films that are, are already under the influence and don't need to be. Um, high to watch them uh, <laughs> a field in england from ben wheatley i think is a great kind of uh british psychedelic um film uh dazed and confused there's a couple of link later films a scanner darkly is a great film that goes into goes into that i love um naked lunch by cronenberg is a fantastic kind of weird dystopian take on a, a burrows um story yeah uh, Imaginarium of Dr. Parnassus, and there's a few Gilliam films yeah, I would throw in there. Gilliam for sure, yeah. Um, uh, the Fall, I think. A Razor Head. Obviously, there's a bunch of um, uh, those those films as well. Pink Floyd, The Wall, Wizard of Oz. <laughs> um, I will get to my top five. Don't worry, I'm getting there. Song <laughs> yeah. remains the same. Yeah. That's yeah, a good one. and then and then you kind of open this door into like, okay, any Ghibli film, no, yeah, is a psychedelic experience. Yeah, definitely. You're going on a you're going on a journey into other worlds. Um, obviously, a lot of Disney's in there as well. Baraka, Koyaanisqatsi, Samsara, any of those films are, are beautiful, either under the influence or not. Um, kind of mind bending documentaries. Uh, but my top five, I would go with Holy Motors. <laughs> mm-hmm. Really good. Um, Fantastic, very strange, uh, mind-bending story, Um, if you can call it a story, vignette. (laughs) Um, 2001 A Space Odyssey I would have to throw in there just because it was one of the first films that literally blew my mind in the cinema. Like, It it changed me uh, in a a way. Um, Waking Life. Um, another one by Link Later, which I, which is a, a dream style film. I'm sure you guys have seen it. I still actually, seen actually haven't seen Waking Life yet. It's one of the few Link. Oh, you've got to watch it. Yeah. 
I have it on my laptop, like ready to watch. It would have been a perfect for yesterday, but you know, <laughs> let's spread this holiday season out and um, yeah. you know enjoy yeah. enjoy it tonight. Uh, Mandy, obviously yeah. one of the favorites for for the cinema. I think is one of those kind of psychedelic um, films of the new wave of, of psychedelia, and it also has, but obviously set quite way back so it has this kind of vintage feel to it as well um and i, I don't know if anyone's it's quite an odd film i only watched it the other day called house oh Japanese yeah yeah, yeah. Hasu. Never seen it. yeah and that is a, a piece of art like it's um it's very strange and very trippy very good for under the influence yeah but yeah sorry i could go on all day obviously like <laughs> michelle gondry i could listen to it all day <laughs> You know Michelle Gondry's like Science of Sleep and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, <laughs> obviously Eternal Sunshine he made as well, which is very trippy. Towards like the second half of it is just insane. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Obviously, last time I was here was Beyond the Black Rainbow, so yeah. throw that into the bag as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, sorry, I'll stop there. Before <laughs> I go on. To- sorry. Don't know anything. Don't know such good choices. Yeah. A lot of movies I need to rewatch or watch for the first time. I think uh, you guys said most of mine, but like, I just want to give shout outs, obviously, to Mandy because it is awesome. I, I'll preface this with I'm I'm not like a uh, partaker of uh, the 420 things anymore, uh, but you know, I I get it, like, because I, you know, you know, we used to be young, and yeah. uh, <laughs> back in the day, yeah, and um, but yeah, yeah, Mandy, when I saw that, my God, um, but I feel like that's probably closer to i don't know if i would want to watch that under the influence but it's like it's it puts you under the influence itself uh days and confused lovely film very fun um ridiculous uh donnie darko especially pre pre director's cut donnie darko before richard kelly kept explaining too much um my god that film is crazy uh but my top five uh, i have a racer head again one you don't want to watch under the influence um, definitely not a, a, a literal nightmare caught on film uh <laughs> i don't <Great>. better view <laughs> idle hands number four um hilarious What's idle hands it's a hilarious comedy from like 1999 i believe um or 98 uh and it stars devin sawa who was like the human form of casper um in the original casper film in 95 uh devin sawa like yeah just in a ton of films but yeah he's one of those sort of like team beat guys that just kind of like went under the radar i follow him on twitter so he's still doing well oh yeah he's stan in eminem's stan music video as well oh yeah okay. but um yeah hilarious film about a kid who uh <laughs> whose hand gets possessed by the devil so he cuts it off and the hand just runs around and is killing everyone and like evil trying, dead yeah basically and he's just trying he's stoned the I'm entire time and out. just like he kills a couple of his friends by accident and stuff it's so good <laughs> jessica alba's right. in it as well uh number three how high amazing one of my favorite nice. uh buddy comedy sort of stoner films uh only s- surpassed by friday which friday. i didn't hear any of you guys say which is it's a damn yeah. shame uh friday you know what i rewatched so friday and I didn't enjoy it as much. Really? Yeah, I don't know what it was. I, I, I think the problem I actually had is what I watched How High before. Yeah. And How High was yeah. was hilarious and, and and so good. And then I found some of 
like Friday, just not as funny as I remember it. it just um, some of the set pieces like weren't as good. But I can't remember. Maybe I I think it's I always preferred next Friday. So maybe yeah, it's next Friday that. is really good. Underrated. And Friday after next. <laughs> Bad. Yeah, never forget. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, I remember next Friday being kind of shat on a bit, like in you know over the years. But I mean, it's, I think it's a really really good sequel. Um, but I felt like the OG is so good. Oh yeah, and my number one is obviously the Big Lebowski. I mean, come on. You know, he's, yeah. he's mm. the dude. He's the dude. The dude. He's the dude. dude. That's just like your opinion, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The dude abides. Yeah. So that's us wrapping up, guys. Uh, thanks so much, Sam, for coming back on to the podcast. It was super Thank fun to talk. Thank you for having me. Thank you very much. It's always yeah. a pleasure. Yeah. It's a pleasure listening. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Sam, do you have anything that you're working on? Like, I know last time you were on, you were uh, working on a script and everything, and you were wanting to reach out to any aspiring filmmakers i know it's not the right time properly to be like making no. films but you know maybe people can share some ideas if you're doing anything you want to share with people or whatever uh no yeah i'm just i'm concentrating more on short stories now so nice don't have to um don't have to make them they can just be read <laughs> that's good good stuff but yeah it's been nice i i've i've had time to get a few things off so i've actually finished two short stories in the time that we've been off but um apart from that no nice okay nothing to share that's all good are you gonna have them published anywhere at any point so people can read, yeah, can we read them yeah i mean you guys can read them i can send you <laughs> the, the first yeah, draft um yeah I'll, I'll be shopping them around kind of a couple of months i'm gonna put together a small um collection of the short stories that i have because i have um a bunch of them now and um and it'd be nice to kind of put them together into like a little collection and then try and get people to get excited about them um very dark though actually i must say so obviously something dark good maybe something about the times yeah <laughs> A, a bunch of darkness came out. Darkness. But it's the darkness. It's the darkness. Well, yeah. Sam, thanks again. Uh, it's always a blast talking to you. Um, always. It seems like we're always talking about some nice mind-bending films when you're on. Like I said, Sam was on on episode seven. If you want to hear us go really deep about a little bit about Mandy, but mostly about um, Panos Cosmatos, Beyond the Black Rainbow, we really deep dive into it. It's real fun. Uh, well, me and Sam did a podcast ages ago, which I have no recollection of, but I've been told with <laughs> a very, oh, the, yes, very Sam's podcast. interesting conversation. <laughs> and I remember that. I remember just really I have having a great time just sitting there and talk. We talked for hours. Yeah. I don't even remember what we talked about, but that was good. I'm glad we got to do it again. <laughs> yeah, Sam, exactly. is this your podcast, right? Like, This is my half-baked, sporadic podcast yeah. you still doing it right now um yes but it's very it's very under the under the radar okay cool um deliberately so it's more if like you know, a personal you know. <laughs> yeah it's more of a personal thing yeah. um i have thought about trying to um trying to do something which is a little bit more accessible but there's it, it you know there's a lot of stories on there i did one 
a month or two ago and um it was very personal and and it was a recounting of of my visit to Amsterdam this year and so um I'm a little bit scared of <laughs> everyone listening to it if you know what I mean no, but, yeah, um, no, sorry. hey I've just blown it there um no you but, can cut this out I was just saying yeah. like I remember that was the last time we did this and I had such a good time and it was, all, <laughs> it was about same sort of similar sort of subject matter I believe. yeah I believe there was more exactly. chocolate involved, chocolate and tea. <laughs> Dude, and and, and for the first hour, I, for the first hour, I couldn't speak. So <laughs> you couldn't. Great, yeah. um... I remember I was talking about I was talking about the beach or something, and you were like, "Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah," because you were dropping these these uh, these knowledge like these bombs, and I was and I was in the clouds, and I was just like. That is- <laughs> You know when you're just like just marveling at what someone said, and that doesn't make for a good conversation because I'm yeah. just sitting there like, wow, yeah, that's really <laughs> that's cool. Really and then good, it's yeah. just dead air, like, and I'm just like, like, I need to write that down. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't make for a good, uh, good listening, but it's available. <laughs> that's what I say about this podcast. I'm like, it doesn't make for good listening, but it's there available hey i resent that this is i resent (laughs) fuck you phil yeah this is is a terrible thing to say because this i can listen to this i actually enjoy listening whereas no exactly i listened to ours back and it was like never am i um, doing that again before we before i press record all right well you may or may not be able to find sam podcast somewhere <laughs> but sam is out there on instagram and stuff if you want to follow him um doing the lord's if you, work if you feel the need to let people know sam feel free or else you can make them do the hard work and go listen to episode seven and uh have to find out your instagram handle from there because i believe you, <laughs> yeah you go do. to episode seven <laughs> go back this and is, listen this is like and then watch beyond the black rainbow you have to really, find me that's your challenge yeah that's a really good challenge during this quarantine just force people to find out where you're at and where you're where you're doing all your things phil okay last week you made it on the ball you start walking upright exploring the world where you're at now um i'm like you know just sort of uh on i've managed to pull myself up on the window so now i can look outside so you're george clooney it you know, like George exactly. Clooney always like. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But I don't actually have to go out and interact with people. No, so that's, that's where I am right now. And for the record, I love the put you off in the cast. <laughs> that's not what I was saying. <laughs> nice save. Uh, yeah. I feel like I need to keep all of that shit in just because <laughs> of that. Just so it goes yeah. on record that Phil talks shit and now he's back and tracking on it. Phil, where can people exactly. find you? <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, uh, I'm at Farway Third on, on Twitter. And um, other than that, I'm trying to stay in the house and trying to keep staying and, you know, in, enjoying 420. Sick. <laughs> and munching on munchies. Munchies. Yeah. yeah, he's got the munchies and he's got the snack to provide the instant satisfaction. Yeah, you can find me at Tall Four Hall, T A L L, the number four A L L, on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Also, you can follow Ariane. She had to dive out, so thanks, Ariane, for coming back on again. It was really nice to see you. Go watch her uh, directorial debut 
You can find her at Ariane Anadita on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, Altogether, the podcast is at the PCC Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. And you can always pop us an email at podcast.princecharlescinema.com. And Phil, what can they do? They can go to patreon.com forward slash the PCC Podcast or else they get... The horse to Ted. Hell yeah. $5 or more a month. You can go there, support us while we're not at work and stuff. And we're still trying to give you bonus episodes for $5 or more a month. We'll give you one bonus episode and it's a glorious one coming up this month. Uh, we may actually do two. I don't know. The month's almost ending and we haven't done shit yet. So, uh, but in prime PCC podcast fashion, our Patreon drops always come the very last day of the month (laughs) (laughs) the deadline yeah Yeah. uh but we get it out there we promise so yeah Yeah, (laughs) patreon.com forward slash the pcc podcast uh yeah cool thanks guys thanks so much for coming on thanks all your listeners out there thank you thanks for having me expand your minds (laughs) listeners either by working out and getting your endorphins all like you know crazed and stuff or uh you know whatever however you do it you know just be good and safe be safe and wash your hands be safe wash your hands stay home (laughs) get dosed (laughs) get dosed get dosed